that is the sound. Oh, we got two even. Green tea with ginseng and honey, Arizona iced tea from me, Jesse from the internet. Uh, Addie from the internet, what you drinking? I have a Spindrift raspberry lime sparkling water. Um, I ordered this to meet the delivery minimum from Sweetgrain the other day, just to like full <laughs> transparency. And I definitely ordered a grapefruit one, thought until this literal moment that I was going to be drinking grapefruit. But honestly, this is a pretty good flavor, so I'm going to be okay. Spindrift I do like is... the raspberry lime, personally. Yeah, I'm a big raspberry lime fan. That is our go-to flavor, I think, these days in the house. Uh, that is Britt from the internet, who you have also heard. Britt, how are you? I'm good. I'm drinking hot coffee today for the first time since, uh, Ooh, like, wow. early March or whatever it was that it finally stopped raining. Um, and I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt and pants, so I am fantastic. Okay, this is for the moment still an audio only medium, and even so, um, <laughs> you could be lying about the pants, and yeah, you none of us would know. Tell Brit is like actually sitting on a beach right now, like she's <laughs> just trying to pretend that this is a relatable moment when it's in look. I'm, I'm trying to get the people what they want. Okay, <laughs> guys, I just have one thing I need to say, and I need to get it out immediately. <laughs> Folks, Logan Sargent, Formula One, points scorer, point scorer, the first American to score points in 30 years. Oh, God. This puts Logan among motorsports legends. Michael Andretti. I can't name another one. <laughs> oh my god. That is the only I mean we'll get we'll get we will get to it, but we'll we'll have our therapy session. We'll okay, get to well, it. You know what? I I will say, uh Logan what the fuck is a kilometer sergeant is today an F1 point scorer in part. Because of some good old fashioned dirty low down cheating, um, by which I mean <laughs> dirty low down cheating. By which I mean it was literally such an appropriately the appropriately Texas way to say that. I love it. The floorboards of uh, Lewis and Charles' cars uh, both uh, wore away by millimeters too much, resulting in their disqualifications. Um, but I'm I'm on a different. Uh, that's not really dirty low down cheating. But what I I have had on my mind all week as I've been watching this, uh, what I really love so much of the time in sports is is you know chaos, and <laughs> Michigan football is not usually a source of chaos. Oh my god! Uh, Michigan football is usually a source of great stability. Um, but I, you know, for the right perspective on this, I feel like there's a center of the college football universe and all news is local. So, uh, to get you caught up, if you're not a college football person, this is nominally our formula one show, uh, vroom, vroom, baby. <laughs> oh shit. I think beep. I hit infinity on that. Beep, beep. Let's ride. Let's ride, let's ride.
So we go to the only college football website worth uh, you know, worth paying attention to because it is the center of the college football universe, AL.com. Uh, this headline, Nick Saban comments on potential Michigan Stein ceiling at Alabama games. Oh, my God. <laughs> A burgeoning sign-stealing scandal surrounding Michigan and staffer Connor Stallions has spread into the southeastern Not a real name. Right. I mean, I feel like we need to take a moment and appreciate that this is a real human named Connor Stallions, who is in the stupidest possible, most convoluted, just absolutely batshit controversy. Absolutely. Uh, And here is, if you're, again... You should go read, and I will link to it in the show notes. I will be diligent about that. Richard Johnson wrote the most amazing story for Sports Illustrated. He did. Uh, getting Connor Stallion's text messages, and there is something called the Michigan Manifesto involved in this. Oh, my Which, God. I, someone publish it. I just drop a link to the Google Doc, something. I I will read every word. Yeah. Beautiful. I, I can't we can we can read it on our college football show or this one or any of the other shows we do. We will be figuring that out in the near future. What the hell it is that we're doing here. Uh, so during the SEC teleconference, the head coach of the Crimson Tide, Nick Saban, was asked about any potential stealing of Alabama football signals. I didn't know anything about anybody coming to the SEC championship game or whatever, Saban said. I don't have a lot of information or background on all this sign-stealing stuff. I've kind of focused on our team. (laughs) But I know back in the old days when I was in the NFL, there was a time when you could send out scouts and scout a game personnel and that type of thing. I don't think it was geared towards sign-stealing, but that was allowed. They changed that rule, I think, sometime back. We've never had that in college for a long, long time. All right. So Nick Saban has added uh, nothing to the discourse. Uh, no, this, although, is, this is the thing I love about Nick Saban's comment, though. It's it, it is it contains two things, really. It contains a little bit of a fuck you to the Big Ten because he's like, "Why do I? I don't acknowledge you exist. You don't go here. Like I don't care." Uh, so the the total lack of concern for whatever Michigan is doing is perfect. Um, ten of ten, no notes. It also contains a a just barely implicit uh, admission that. He would desperately like to do this if someone would let him and or he had the time and resources. And if he's not, it is purely because somebody else has been like, no, bro, it's not worth it. <laughs> I mean, even for him, I feel like it's like, that sounds like Jim Harbaugh's problem that uh, he let right. that get too far. That level of cheating needs to be delegated way farther down. Right, you, you can't let yourself be associated with that shit. Come on now. Yeah. If, if Nick Saban was a Drive to Survive character, who would he be? Like, he would. Who's his F1 analog? The thing is that he is he is the love child somehow of both Christian Horner and Toto. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Because he doesn't yeah. have the like low-key little brother syndrome that Christian has. But he he's not quite like austere and Germanic enough Listen. to fully be Toto. But it's very much that same, like a couple of years ago, Mercedes attitude of like, I'm not even gonna you're not even worth my time. Like I'm not even gonna uh 
dignify you with a response. (laughs) (laughs) I love, Uh, I love it. I love it. I think that this is uh, pretty easy. Uh, If you Google Nick Saban Mercedes, that is the name of the dealership in Birmingham, Alabama. So So there you go. I'm shocked that it's Mercedes and not an American. Uh, Ford, anyone? I don't, I mean, does Mercedes, I wonder if Mercedes, I'm not going to look this up right now, but there's a thing, and Addy, we've, we've talked about this offline, like Toyotas are built in the South in part because of right to work laws. And so Toyotas are built in non-union shops. Uh, They are American built. So I wonder if there's something, you know, whoever's, uh, whatever the booster pipeline is to, to get. Because, like, I don't think Nick was really out there like, what car should I do a dealership of? I think it was, like, Mercedes is coming to you. Um, right. Probably right. I just love, I love, do you guys Alabama. think that, do you guys think, okay, actually, I think this is a fun question both ways. Do you guys think that Nick Saban knows who Toto Wolf is? And do you think that Toto Wolf, Wolf knows who Nick Saban is? <laughs> um, 100% no, both directions. <laughs> Saban might know who Toto Wolf is. Yeah, I think there's a decent chance of that, both because of the Mercedes thing that, like, it might have just like come into his orbit at some point, and that, like, yeah, that's true. Nick Saban might have like had some like you know here's some like leadership nonsense seminar that he had to attend, and Toto Wolf was mentioned. Total Wolf leads nonsense management seminars, so. right? But he leads them at like Harvard. Well, yeah, a place Nick Saban has never been. Right, right. He does not. <laughs> he does not lead them in in Nick Saban's neck of the woods. Um, I also will say that I think Mercedes is still technically not American owned, but owns part of American. Like, so Mercedes. I don't think they still are named this, but they were. It was Daimler Chrysler for a long time. Oh yeah, where they. I, I believe the ownership structure was that Mercedes had bought Chrysler. Whatever, everything is owned by the same three corporations anyway, uh, uh, including... Yeah. Look, up, <laughs> look up Stellantis Group, you will be horrified. Well, I was just thinking about one of the... The, the, the whole thing I feel like would be like... Um, there's a there's an amazing <clears throat> moment in the first season of... Oh, I guess it would be the second season because there's Mercedes isn't in the first season of Drive to Survive where they say something about the American team on the grid referring to Haas, to Lewis Hamilton, and Lewis Hamilton, dead serious, goes there's an American team on the grid. <laughs> right. Which I think is um, 1000% the correct answer to that. Because look, I understand that technically speaking, it is an American owned team. It is under the broader umbrella of NASCAR teams and, and tools and auto parts and all of that of, of Haas. And the Gene Haas does nominally run the team but no one no one gives a shit right like no. he is not he is not uh, no. uh public facing enough for that to make an impression so that team is uh <clears throat> currently the most german and also italian dude you have ever met in your life yes and then some various europeans always at least one of which is german austrian one of those so like, really? You know, just Come on, so Henry Ford would like it. 
Yeah. 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 We Okay. You wait, Jesse, you go, sorry. <laughs> oh no, please go ahead, because I'm gonna tie this back to um why I brought up the, the Michigan cheating in the first place. No, you go because I was headed off somewhere else. <laughs> okay. I will I will We're gonna go down a rabbit hole, so like let's <laughs> Yeah. So the Michigan thing brought me to like Man, I don't know that much about <laughs> F1 history. Like, surely this is a sport that has had some kind of sign-stealing, data-stealing, spy scandal. So I just Googled up F1 spy scandal, and I learned about 2007. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And And what struck me about this is that, like, you've got... Michigan in the middle of potentially a championship season getting sidetracked and maybe even undone by Connor Stallions using his own personal credit card to buy tickets to both sides of the stadium for Penn State, Ohio State. Uh-huh. And Wait, like, that's so it, beautiful. That's beautiful of him. And to find out that <laughs> the reason that McLaren had no points in 2007, Lewis Hamilton's rookie season with them, he, he still uh, got to participate in the Drivers' Championship, and it was really more Fernando Alonso who was involved in the scandal and tried to blackmail McLaren. A lot of fun. Um, but the reason that that really blew up was that uh, Trudy Coughlin um, brought Ferrari documents to a print shop in Surrey County, England, Um, and the clerk was a Ferrari fan and simply Googled highest ranking employee at Ferrari and emailed them. Oh my God. I just recently learned this story as well. And, and the, the thing that I'm obsessed with that, that, that somebody pointed out, I was listening to Red Flag red flags podcast they had a deep dive on this and i was listening to it and they they made the point that part of what's amazing about this is fernando alonso was part of the spying he was aware of the spying which he then uses to blackmail his own team for because he wants preferential treatment over lewis which is hilarious because getting preferential treatment which in so many sports would be just like, that's like a scandal unto itself. Like, that's the normal part here. He's blackmailing them to do something so normal. And then he claims that he is experiencing, Fernando Alonso claims that he personally is experiencing anti-British bias, that they are favoring (laughs) a young Lewis Hamilton over a champion Fernando Alonso because of anti-British bias bias according to fernando alonso and then the head of mclaren instead of like bending the knee to fernando alonso and being like okay we'll give you preferential treatment or being like no fuck you calls the fia and is like you'll never believe this our driver is blackmailing us with this thing that we were all involved in because the fia was already aware chose to do nothing and yeah. then had to do something when they called to be like, hey, our driver's blackmailing us. And they were like, eh, yeah, we know, but like, really? <laughs> they were like, oh, now we have to do something about this? Right, 
Right. Which well, the correct response the correct response by the FIA should have been like, I don't know, it sounds like a skill problem and like hang up the phone. <laughs> Me, every time I try to walk upstairs in video games and fall. <laughs> right. Like just do not even do not even acknowledge. Um, but I do also the side note of this whole debacle, which is like the love child of the Michigan sign stealing and the Houston Astros, when you get into like the FIA uh, complicity and everything. Um, the thing I love is that this is still newsworthy because we are 15 years later, 16 years later. Now it's back to the whole Felipe Massa crash gate debacle which fernando alonso was also involved in so it's just like the the fact that this is still a thing and we are still uncovering layers of this absolute insanity low-key fernando alonso our messiest king on the grid maybe not even low-key yeah no he he plays it a little close to the vest occasionally to like let let the Logan Sargents and uh, Pierre Gasly and <laughs> everyone else really the Lance Stroll of it all um, the take, the, take of the heat. <laughs> yeah, Lance kind of holds him back from being as messy of a bitch as he possibly could be. I know, it's like Lance is such a non-factor. You have to imagine that the Drive to Survive episode about Aston Martin this year is going to slap. Oh, God. I cannot wait. <laughs> That's going to hit different. This is the thing. I really hope that we get minimal Ferrari involvement this year because I can't take I can't take another, like, full episode of just like sad Charles. <laughs> like, I can't. Okay. I don't I don't have the, mo- the emotional capacity for this again. Britt. Could not agree more. We've made it a full 18 minutes into the podcast without me saying this sentence, which is honestly <laughs> a feat. I went to the Circuit of the Americas last weekend on Sprint Race Day. Yay. It was the best day of my life. We saw like a bunch of races. We saw like a Porsche race. We saw two F1 Academy races, which were incredible. Um, and then we saw the Sprint Shootout and the Sprint and um it was absolutely thrilling and and even like pulling first of all the circuit is like motorsports disneyland like you pull up it's like five miles of racetrack and just like shopping and oysters and cocktails and barbecue and pit stop challenge and a 25 foot observatory tower like it was unreal it was so cool and we got to see the like driver appearances where they like come out on the stage and they ask them like really silly little questions and whatever. And obviously I've been on record saying I love Charles Leclerc so much, so fast, so deeply that it's actually hard for me to root for him. Like it's <laughs> so painful. It's the feeling I had when I would watch Cindergard pitch when I first fell in love with the Mets where it was – so I felt so vulnerable and yeah. I like couldn't – I was so scared at every moment. And I felt that so quickly with Charles Leclerc and it hurt so badly. Yeah. And Carlos Sainz is so sexy that I just like – I like swung hard to being like a Carlos Sainz girly. And I am. Believe me, I love him. The driver appearances though, it was like to see them in person 
First and foremost, Carlos is so beautiful, but there is not a thought behind those beautiful little eyes. Like, oh no, God bless. Is we've we've asked this question before, and we settled on him being the biggest himbo on the grid. But like, it took us a while, like to to see him IRL. And my little sister, the night before I got there, saw him in the hotel and got a picture with him, and said that at like in person, she was like, "There was nothing there." <laughs> no thoughts at all and then like he, so he's like oh, on driver appearances and he's just like wah, 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 wah. like all his like questions they're like we saw you went to new york like what were you doing there and he was like there was a gala like there's just like nothing <laughs> nothing going on and meanwhile Charles is just like he is so he is so cute and he is so like he just like buzzes with energy and and like is so like the diplomat to the fans and like giving these like long answers about like how excited he is to be on pole and like seeing him in person I was just like it's him like it's always been him it's he is so and then him getting that pole like he is so special and I I love him I I just like it was so deep and I was like on Saturday I was like this is like he's the one like I I'm back he is my number one guy I will like lay down my life for him and so quickly so quickly so quickly First of all, the videos of the start of the sprint race that we took were like at the start line. And literally, I have to tell you guys, the the start was my like hands were shaking. The sound of the engines is incredible. And it was so literally beautiful. The cars are gorgeous and they move so fast and the start of the the race is crazy we've we've all seen it a million times but to like live it in real life is so crazy all the cars are out they have the tire blankets all the mechanics are out there the drivers like get into the cars they toto's like literally like wandering around lewis is like comes on a scooter to hop in his car like out (laughs) on the grid And it's like absolute chaos. And then all of a sudden, they're all gone. The tire blankets come off. The grid clears out. And they're just like the cars are just like sitting there on the start line. And it is so – I like literally feel like it has taken me four days to get over the adrenaline hangover of that (laughs) moment. So obviously, Shaw's on the front row. Max is on pole. And the start of the sprint race, Max pushes him really, really wide. And so we could see the start and then like up to the first turn. So we could just see Charles go like really, really wide. And the videos that we took are so fucking funny because you just hear me going like, (gasps) and then all of a sudden you just hear it go, that you hear a guy behind me go, Oh my God. And then we go, no, 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 no. <laughs> and that, oh that my moment God. was the height of Charles's weekend. So. Yeah. yeah. I, so oh, I have yeah. to say that you, it's so funny. You, the comparison to Syndergaard is so perfect because it makes me realize um, that 
having an attachment to a specific Formula One driver is much like having an attachment to a specific pitcher, um, particularly if that driver is for Ferrari, uh, in that, like, they can only fail. Like, the <laughs> the entire, not even, like, in a it's their fault way, but just, like, you are spending the entire time watching them going, don't fuck up, don't fuck up, don't fuck up, don't fuck up. If it's a hitter in ba- in a baseball game, that's, yeah, you you get to root for them to do something good, like hit a home run or whatever with a pitcher the entire time. It's don't fuck up. Don't fuck. Oh my God. Don't fuck up. Please don't. That is so real. The entire time. And I was just having this conversation last night with my best friends. It's so timely where (laughs) she made some comment about um, how she thinks Adam Adovino was actually her new, her favorite active player. Okay, um, crazy, but I love it. <laughs> I, yeah, look, she and I both have very strong attachments to to Adam, and and I was like, but what about Garrett? Like, what about Garrett Cole? Like, come on, I know you love him. Like, we both love him. And she's like, no, he's too stressful. He can't actually be my favorite. No, I, think I that, totally that. Like, that is, yeah, I'm like, no, that is absolutely true because. Okay, so even this past season, right, Guy is almost definitely going to win a Cy Young in a number of weeks slash months. I can't even remember when that happens now. Um, Still, still, every start, I'm sitting there like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please don't fuck up. Oh, my God. Like, the entire time, he takes a no-hitter into the seventh inning or whatever, and I'm like, please don't fuck up. Please don't fuck up. Let me just let you... Sit on this for, for just a moment or react to this would actually be a better uh, in the podcasting medium. Uh, Carlos signs on soft tires uh, in the sprint. Max Scherzer on three days rest in a playoff game. Stop. Stop. <laughs> it's the same feeling. Like, right, right, right. Why, why, just why limit, I... <laughs> limit the damage. Just right. please don't let this be hard. Don't let it be a goddamn disaster, please. Right, right. Please, please don't die. Like, that's, that's the expectation. Please don't die. Literally. No, it, it really is that because that's how, like, that was really, it was so, I was just writing about this. It started for me with Syndergaard and it got so extreme with DeGrom. It was actually miserable to watch him pitch because I... <laughs> Stuff's being fun. <laughs> not fun. It's not fun. And it it's is so more. It's just like... Yes, yes, and it's it, it really is so similar to watching a race because the whole experience is me being like, like Jacob Degrom. Every single start for those last few years, I was like, this has to be the night that he throws a no hitter. Like everyone right. is getting a no hitter, he has to throw one. And I went into every single night being like, this has to be the historic night. This has to be it. This has to be it. And then it's it's and then and then as soon as it's not it, I'm like, well, he, uh, don't die, like don't throw out your arm before we get the day, like please be careful out there. Right. And that was exactly the way it feels to watch. And, and it, you even have with the Mets and Ferrari the part where you're like, it's going to fall apart, and it's not even going to be Jacob Degrom's fault. They are not right. going to win this game. They are right. not going to have the no hitter, and it's not going to be Charles Leclerc's fault. I'll tell you what, like right. it's the fucking point. And okay, and then here's what I will say: if he had won on Sunday, 
first of all, I guess thank God for the like Percocets he was driving on. Like, uh, what was that? Like, we've all just moved on from that. Right. We really have not interrogated that nearly enough. There's not enough questions. The Mets is that? My God. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And it is very like, um, like I feel like there's a a level of I, here's what I'm hoping. Like this man is like from Monaco. Like they all speak a bunch of languages. I'm really hoping they mean like Advil, Tylenol, like painkillers in a way that we would never be like. Oh, I'm taking painkillers. That means like to us all like prescription level opioids. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> anyway, if he had been up to his healthy self and won that race and then been disqualified like i no yeah i don't even know what i would do so like uh, when it yeah. happened obviously i'm like upset and i'm like this is a joke from the universe but i'm like okay like right not straight anyway so like fine yeah and Jacob Grubb throws a no hitter, but they go back later and rule that no, that really could not have fucking been an error. Sorry, right. that's a that's a hit. That's a hit. Right. Oh, I mean, I almost feel like I could live with that one because I would be like, yeah, you like, you know, what, what's he gonna do? You know, he I, like to me, it's a perfect game. It doesn't take it away. Whatever. A fucking plank, a fucking plank of wood, and then there's two things that are amazing both of which are in Charles Leclerc's Twitter likes, one of which has disappeared because clearly someone told him to unlike it, which was like a tweet that was like, um, they, check the fir- they check the top four cars and 50% fail. Like really odd that they wouldn't check the rest of the cars. Sure seems like other people could have been affected. And Charles is like, like? <laughs> like king. And then the next one was just from like a fan that was just a picture like, Put like you know a picture of a, a sign on a store that said <laughs> that said crying party tonight at my house at eight come through. <laughs> Charles also liked that, and I was like, buddy. It, I mean, I I appreciate that we are really going through this together with Charles clearly because he Absolutely. he is having like he is living the memes, but like we really are all on the same page. Um, oh, 100%. I will say the interest, this sort of extra layer of of intrigue slash bullshit bullshit to the whole thing is that you know a number of drivers and i can't even remember who exactly now but some of them were complaining about the quality of the surface at the circuit of the americas and it's like okay so if the surface is like weirdly abrasive or uneven or whatever like okay i can put two and two together i can see how that would result in more wear on those the you know the underplanks yeah. And then you end up where we are, which is like, it's not really actually anybody's fault. It's not really any like issues of the car as much as you're dealing with perhaps uh, a race surface that is not the same as in other locations. And so, yeah, you're going to get wear differently than you would someplace else. And if it's a safety <laughs> thing, it sure seems like that means that the safety feature did its job. Yeah. I mean, the safety feature did a job, but it also seems like, I mean, I feel like if I'm the FIA, like if I'm seeing, like you said, 50% of the cars that we checked have this problem, one, I would probably want to go back and check some more to see. 
even want to check. I mean, not that I support any of this, but like from a logical level, you would all you would certainly want to check the other fucking Ferrari and Mercedes. Well, and, you know, and check a couple of other teams, too, because, like, theoretically, you would have the same problem. We're talking about the same chassis and whatever. Oh, so mm-hmm. you would expect to have the same problem on both cars from the same team. But if you see the same problem on cars from four teams or whatever, right? then, then, maybe then you have like to a- start thinking about, yeah. like, okay, well, so what happened? Because this is clearly not yeah. an issue. We haven't had this issue with other circuits. This is clearly not an issue of, like, one or two teams specifically doing something. Like, this is clearly, there is something going on with this specific surface. Yes. Well, and I also think, like, the... <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine if the news had been like twelve drivers disqualified? <laughs> Logan gets like Logan gets like fifteen points. <laughs> Logan starts in third place. <laughs> Which, by the way, there's, there's benefits to just having a nice, pleasant afternoon drive around the circuit of the Americas right. and hundred percent it all in. His Instagram post, I don't know if you guys saw it. His Instagram post was so unbelievably good. Um, I'm just going to pull it up so that I can can properly read it. Ooh, and then we can also look through some comments. I want to see what the people are saying. How many comments do you think on his post are going to be like, <laughs> what the fuck is a kilometer? Oh, most of them. I will say while you're looking that up, uh, that getting... Barely getting in the points on a technicality and then having your coworkers have to like loudly publicly congratulate you <laughs> is the most American thing oh, you possibly could have done. It's so good. Okay, so perfect. So there's a number of really good things about this Instagram That's post. Truly the story of World War One. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> It's the most American thing ever to like walk in the back door and be like, yo, and expect everybody to like throw a party for you. Like this is absolutely our the entire country as a as a single moment. So the post is amazing for a number of reasons. This was clearly supposed to be his post-race photo dump. This is me starting at picture two. Like all the pictures in this are like professional photos. Like, of him on the track with the flag in the background. Like, very much the Williams, you know, thing. But the first picture clearly added after the fact is Logan clearly sitting on a private jet, fist in the air, hoodie on, (laughs) celebrating his first points, looking like the absolute frat boy that he is. With the most most amazing (laughs) caption in the history of the world. It says... First points in at F1, which I am obsessed with him tagging the Instagram account of his own sport. Like, he's like, Americans don't know what this is. First points in at F1. LFG fire emoji. Oh, my God. Let's fucking go. The the picture of him in the hoodie and all that is so perfect. Because if you squint, you're like, oh, uh, you are in the stands at like... uh, I'll be. I'll that's, say it. You're you're at a you're at the Florida Georgia game right now. Uh, like that is, you, you are about to drink to have so many Jello shots 
and drink so, so many cups of the most horrifying alcoholic concoctions ever. He says, what an experience. Thank you to the fans, Coda, and my crew. Gave it my all from start to finish. (laughs) Goddamn right. You know what? I do believe that part of it, though, at least. (laughs) I do believe that part. I do believe he gave his all. He gave his all for this. The comments are exactly what you think they are. You learned what a kilometer is and got points. Flag, flag, flag. Eagle, eagle, eagle. Fire, fire, fire. WTF is a point. These are all all caps, by the way. You do know what a kilometer is. America flag, America flag, America flag. God bless our troops. God bless America. Eagle, 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 eagle. Oh my god. Then you have completely regular, lowercase, except for the first letter. Congrats, man. Clapping emoji from Oscar Piastri. <laughs> Uh, I love so much that you know that all of the top comments, they're they're all Americans. 100%. And you know that all the European fans are like, I cannot believe we let these fucking losers into this club. You know that everyone's like, this is why we didn't allow them to score points for 30 years. (laughs) Because we are are perilously close uh, to someone on the grid. I mean, it needs to be Logan. I don't know that it would be. We are perilously close to someone on the grid being like, that's why we threw that tea in the harbor, fuckers. Like, like we are so close. We are so close. It's him or Kevin Magnuson who said at Coda, this is my home race. And I went, oh, <laughs> adorable. Went, right. Like, are you sure about that, buddy? Like it was what it really was one of those moments. Do you have residency like, in Texas for tax purposes? Is that what he? Yeah. Means? Like no, I was just so like he was like we don't have one in Denmark, so I uh, <laughs> so I make this one. So I adopted this one as my home race, and I was like, buddy, if you think you're getting the irony home race cheers today, like yeah, no, it's not. I can't blame him for forgetting that Logan Sargent exists, but like, honey, <laughs> I I will say though. That uh, given that my my family is Danish, if he wants to like swap citizenship, uh, call me. I, Interesting. Make it a real can, home race for him. Yeah, like look, I will I will give you that, and I will go hang out with some Scandinavian uh, universal health care and uh, like medical and like uh, quality of life general benefits. Hundo P. Well, the thing yeah, is crazy- that part. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I guess, speaking of that part of the world, uh, shout out, congratulations to Klaxkavar Itrotarfelag, uh, team from the Faroe Islands, which they became the first Faroe's team to uh, win a game in Champions League play. Oh, wow. The Olympia Ljubljana cool. of Slovenia. That is very sick. So, uh, Logan Sargent gets a point. Faroe Islands on the board in the Champions League. Anything is possible. Anything sorry, is possible. Eddie, go ahead. Well, all I was going to say is what's actually insane, what's more insane than getting points on a technicality and then like all your coworkers making a humiliating video being like, congrats, Logan, is that this is probably going to mean that Logan keeps his job next year. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, right, is that. You know what I think might actually keep him his job even more than actually scoring points? It's the what the fuck is a kilometer meme. 
because William he's like become relevant to the William, discourse. Williams has no money. Who else are they going to hire? Like eh. nobody else who would really be that much of an improvement is going to want to get onto that sinking ship. Um, okay, I so did meet Liam. They've got what the fuck is a kilometer? Like I love that. I did meet Liam Lawson um, in my hotel lobby right at the end of my Saturday. And um, he was very sweet. I want to say big props to Liam, who literally was the most normal looking boy I've ever seen in my life. Like I questioned if it was him until another girly was like, hey, can we take a selfie with you? And then I noticed that his neck is enormous. Um, But he's like two inches shorter than me. He's like so teeny. Um, And he clearly is like not like – he is not the way that like Carlos Sainz is like getting like followed around everywhere he goes like clearly people were not like oh my god that's like Liam Lawson just like standing here in the middle of the hotel lobby um and he clearly doesn't get approached very often he was like uh, very sweet to us when we were like hey like can we take a selfie and we have our Ferrari football jerseys on lol and his friend goes wait you have the wrong kid on and Liam goes wait, yeah, you do have the wrong kid on. <laughs> and it took everything in me not to be like, honey, what kid do you want us to be wearing right now? Like, right. you don't have a job. And instead I was like, I really hope you get a job. I really hope you have a seat next year. And I meant it so earnestly. And in hindsight, I was like, oh my God, was that rude? Like, <laughs> I meant it so genuinely. I really hope he gets a seat next year. And the right. only place... Other than like the Checo seat, which we should talk about that briefly. I think he could go to Williams. I think Alex Albon, Liam Lawson, Williams team could like do some damage in the midfield. Oh, for sure. I th- I, I, I don't know what the Liam Lawson sponsorship situation is. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no idea. I think the, the biggest thing other than uh, being relevant things to a meme that might keep Logan in his seat is the fact that uh, his grandfather's an oil baron. So Daddy I can only, I can, money. Right, I can only assume that grandpa's writing some reasonably sized 100%. checks to Logan's. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, you know, it's the nature of the sport. We've seen it happen often enough before that. Yeah. When I it mean, comes down to either unproven drivers or just like drivers who are young and maybe not that great yet. Like teams are almost always going to go with one who brings more money with them, especially if you're Williams and you're at the bottom of the grid and stuff anyway. Speaking of uh, nepotism and money, uh, part of the Michigan thing with Connor Stallions was uh, Venmo's between Connor Stallions and Jay Harbaugh. (gasps) Yes. It's just so beautiful. I love the stupidity. And this is the other layer of this that I love. Dude was just like on the sidelines talking to the coaches like all the time. If you are paying a dude to spy for you, essentially, you do not ever acknowledge him in public. He does not. He is never photographed being around you. You do not know him. You have never heard of him. Nothing. So the fact that dude just rocks up and it's just like. (laughs) a volunteer coach and it's like on the sideline all the time and stuff like come on come on again Harbaugh skill issue yeah they had to suspend him why what are you suspending him from right he should not have any official capacity like look this is 
This is a, a, I feel like this is a Big Ten SEC uh, divergence here, too. The SEC yeah. goes to keep their bagmen off the payroll. <laughs> like, no, it's so true. No, we, it's we're so true. already. No, and, <laughs> and that's why when you as somebody who's not that into college football, the SEC absolutely has the vibe that's like, they do organized crime. They're just good at it. <laughs> They're successful mafia families. Exactly. And, and that's why the ones who do occasionally get caught become absolute pariahs. Not because everybody else isn't probably doing some sort of the same thing, but because everybody else is like, man, I cannot believe you fucking blew up our spot. Get your goddamn shit together. And it's like, I don't know him. I've never seen him. I've never talked to him before. You don't represent me. Christian Horner would not in a million years no. have people running their own Venmos, going into Staples. He would never he would never. run a ship he would so never. messy. He would no. never run a ship so messy. I will say um, I've been really on a kick of learning about women in motorsports and women in Formula One lately. And I did a thing where I, I was teaching my family before we went to the race every day. I was sending something about one of the five women that has raced in a Formula One race. They're all fucking badass. That was very cool. Um, and where was I going with this? I don't – oh, oh, I I remember I was going with this. Hannah Schmitz, I, the Red Bull fucking head of strategy, is the coolest bitch in the world. And I say bitch with so much love. She's – I've been learning about her lately, and I've discovered, you know, behind every – photogenic Christian Horner is like a 35 year old mom who is running shit at Red Bull, like absolutely killing it on the strategy. And that was another thing I felt like I took away from this race is like in person, you can just feel that like Red Bull is doing things different in a way that's so annoying because obviously (laughs) the garages are all, the garages are all like lined up in the order that they placed in the constructors championship the year before so they're right right next to fucking ferrari and the sound of the cars the like speed of the change the like the pure like absolute tight run ship that red bull is it's like what toto wolf pioneered and no longer is pulling off it's so sharp there and you can like feel it i swear to you max's car i was like you know, the conspiracy theory that Max's car is, like, different than Chucko's, and that's why they're, like, you know, not placing the same place. I that's part of my hot take this week. Oh, my God. Okay, perfect. I'm setting you right up. Max's <laughs> car sounds different. His car sounds different. It's so, like, I, like, can't even describe it. It sounds better. <laughs> it just sounds better. <laughs> I was like, it's real, actually. That car's not the same. <laughs> All right, so we're coming towards the end anyway, so I will share my hot take for this week, which is Checo gets the good Red Bull and wins the race. <gasps> they give him oh. as, as a happy send-off. Um, the other way that it could go that's way less interesting is, you know, the hot take that he just has a, a miserable time and that this is the nadir of it for him. But I'm going to go with Checo gets the good Red Bull. You know, I and really he gets like wings. That. I, I, he gets wings. 
You know, I think I'm, I can't tell if I'm just like in way too deep or if, if this is real and I'm experiencing it. Like, I think I'm so numb to Max winning races and the Checo drama is like the, the most interesting thing left standing here. And there was a part of me that I was like, I hope that Checo wins that race. Like that is the most chaotic outcome for Checo to win that race. Yeah, I and I feel like there's been so little chaos in our lives in a meaningful way um, in F1 this year, so it's probably not going to happen now. But one hundred percent, and I would love it to. So there's, it would yeah, be very no, stunning. no, of course, of course, and I mean, even just to see someone race Max at all, <laughs> I'm like, go, Brett, I mean, what's yours? Or oh, Jesse, go. Sorry. No, I, you're, I was just going to agree. Like ha- him getting, I mean, Charles winning the pole because of Max having track limits deleted was beautiful in its own mm. right. But it meant that Max also like had to actually work on Sunday. Yeah, it was awesome. When um, he was screaming at GP. No talking. Oh <laughs> I also love that then uh, the, yeah, oh, the man. commentator, I can't remember which of them it was, but I also love on the broadcast, it was like, I'm not sure when they expect when he expects them to talk. Then <laughs> it was just very like <laughs> I was like, no, you know what? That's a valid point. That's a valid point. Yeah, like I that made me so much want to see like a driving show challenge or, or a driving challenge show where like okay, Max Verstappen versus school bus driver. Oh my god! In a school yes. bus. Yes. Oh my god! Yes, I want to see. Like, no, it's so true. I want to see him drive everything. I'm like, put him in a tractor. Like, but make, but but everyone else is in a Formula One car. Like, please, <laughs> put put him in the safety car. <laughs> see what put happens. Him in the safety car. The thing is, you know, he would fucking serve in the safety car. <laughs> it would be. This is the thing. This is the thing, right? I think it's also entirely possible that he would just like have an utter breakdown, pull over mid-lap and be like, fuck you, I'm done. (laughs) I don't think that man has faced anything resembling adversity in a car, at least. Like his family's insane, but in a car, at least. I don't think he knows what, oh, this sucks and it's bad feels like. They said something like that on the broadcast, too. I think it was was Martin Brundle at one point. He was like, it's funny to hear him talk about what we all agree is far and away the best car on the grid. And he talks about it like it's like a piece of shit. Right. And I'm like, okay, uh, trade seats with Charles for a weekend and see how that goes for you. Like, I would love so here's what I do like about Max. Like, and, and you guys know right. I've just like become a little bit of a Max defender. But like I like that he has won everything you can win this season. There's nothing left to get. If he wins this week, he's gonna break the record for most races won in a season. And there's still two races after that that he'll probably win. And it is so like, what is what is he here to race for? And clearly, as we can all hear in his voice, he is fucking there because he he has to win. He has to win every race. 
at, but of, it's I true. Was, I was trying to explain a Nintendo game that I had. It was Major League Baseball by LJN, which was a really terrible video game company. Uh, but it was actually Major League Baseball. It had the team names. Um, my goal was always to throw a no-hitter while scoring at least 100 runs. Uh, because that would flip the scoreboard back over to zero zero because again, shitty game. Right. Um, and this was, this was a difficult, but achievable. And that is the level that Max Verstappen is on in real life. Yeah. And he is legitimately pissed if he gives up a fucking single. Right. I think, I think it's beautiful. And the thing is, I, I will say he needs a foil like i i i just need someone to be able Mm -hmm. to race him i don't care if it's lando i don't care if it's george i don't care if it's lewis i think it should be charles i think that that is where the like i think from from the incident like that has been (laughs) faded that they need to battle it out my hot take. I mean, guys, I'm delusional. I'm delulu. Delulu. Charles is winning the Sam race. The brakes on the RB19 are yes. fucked. We have uh, <laughs> Checo Perez with way too much pressure on him. They're going to give Checo the good car. Max's brakes are not going to work. Clearly, GP is out here just like testing the limits of Max's sanity. Charles is going to be <laughs> off the bumpers. Well rested, and he is going to get the good strategy somehow. Yes, <laughs> I lost it at the end. <laughs> yes, no, he will get the good strategy because ultimately she's a human and has some care and affection for Checo Perez in his home race. That's why they're giving him the good car. Finally, it is going to be. It is going to be. A miracle. I can. I'm. I'm calling it now. Miracle race. Miracle race. <laughs> right, Brett. Uh, Close us out, Brett. Yeah. What you got, I mean, Brett? What will you? What, what will you be watching instead of this race? What will I be flipping to ten minutes into this race? But I'm like, fuck it. I'm not watching this. Um, no, but I will say my, my hot take, it's not specific to this race, but I do still believe we are going to get at least one in these last couple of races. We're going to get at least one chaos battle where we end up with someone absolutely random on the podium or winning full out. Yes. Like three cars spin and, you know, take each other out on the first, on the first quarter or something. Um, just banana pants, whatever, something we haven't had nearly enough of that this year uh, no. in that, not nearly enough and that there's been basically none. So I feel like we're going to get, we're going to get one in before the end of the year. I can't wait for the podium. That's Charles one, Max two, Yuki three. <laughs> I was just going to say Pierre, Pierre is my, my sleeper pick for the like coming out of nowhere and benefiting from the chaos. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I I could also see like um I feel like Shogun Yu is going to like pop up out of nowhere and we're going to be like, "What?" <laughs> I would love that for him. I would love that for him. George uh. Russell on a pit strategy 
that feels like bullshit and everyone is super mad about it. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to be so mad and then I'm going to have to be like, wait, you're happy. You're happy about this. You're happy about this. <laughs> okay. Well, here's, I, we started with a song. I would like to close with a song, everyone, because I will say this is an absolute banger if I can get it to play. Oh no, no. Wow, sorry, everyone. That's okay. We have... uh... Oh, yeah! This has been a beautiful time. Everybody enjoy the the race this weekend, or whatever it is that you watch instead after you get mad. You don't have to... (laughs) You don't have to spit in front of the TV getting mad. That's why they cut my life. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If... Didn't even mention the Knicks in this episode. (laughs) 